0: Oh, and this podcast is going up just before our crossfire event. Yeah, time to plug some Najutaku stuff. <laughs> some housekeeping. Uh, okay. yeah. Um, yeah, like uh, yeah, this is going up just before our crossfire event at Mulugushi International Conference Center. You can pre-order your tickets before November fifth. If you pre-order your tickets from Tigole.com, you will get the uh, a complimentary veggie box. It's a big box. It's literally like an actual box bigger than the size of an Xbox Series X with <laughs> veggies assorted. Uh, that's delivered to your home as well as your uh, uh, ticket. So it's t- taken to your home. So get some food, get your ticket delivered to your home, and you, you can uh, yeah attend the event and have some fun. Uh, there will be vendors selling stuff there. Teguli are picking, like, their top, like, 15 vendors, and that's, like, various stuff from clothes to jewelry to electronics or whatever. So you make sure you come with some cash, buy some stuff. the Rotaku will have a stand there. will be selling, as usual, figurines, some merch, you know. Come buy some Rotaku mugs and tumblers and, and Rotaku masks and shirts and figurines and all that stuff. Uh, and obviously, there will be some esports tournaments in MK uh 11 and fifa 21 and call of duty modern warfare it's a 2v2 one so yeah come by have some fun uh to be our final event for the year so i'm really looking forward to that i hope that uh, i see you guys there
1: welcome everyone to this week's episode of the nerd otaku gaming podcast I'm Robin, your host, as usual, with my co-host, Dennis.
0: Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing?
1: Okay, and as usual, we are going to go over the gaming news of the week. You know, we mentioned last week that, hey, upcoming week will be busy. And yeah, it it was definitely busy. There's been a lot this week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you count getting uh, knowing the name of your neighbor as news then i guess that's a lot of <laughs> <laughs> Boy, oh,
1: they, anyway, they, 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 there's been a lot uh it, it feels like it's been a while since we've had a news week this heavy it's like every day there's been something
0: where do we even start from
1: <laughs> yeah we'll start with the big news in the pc gaming space that's the AMD, the other graphics card manufacturer, you know, NVIDIA's competitor. They had their, mm-hmm. here, where gaming begins, episode two, which is like, yeah. basically they were showing off their new graphics cards. That's that, their new graphics cards line up, uh, known as RDNA 2, Big Navi. Yep. So, there were three graphics cards released. Uh, not released, unveiled. That's the 6800, 6800 XT, and 6900 XT. Mm-hmm. These are all meant, you know, to occupy different price points. 6900 XT, the most, the most powerful. 6800 XT, middle of the pack, and 6800 as the, as the, you know, the lower tier. To, mm-hmm. if I could say that. you know, What are your thoughts on the reveal, Dennis? Um, I,
0: I like the reveal. All the PC gamer fanboys were like ready to see some sort of slaughter or whatever. <laughs> but it really wasn't that. It was kind of expected. Um, the 6800 XT, which is say the equivalent to the RTX 3080, um, which is your enthusiast's card. You know, like... The one that no more people will buy. That one is priced at 649 which is like, uh, what, $50 less than the 30 80 700 So the, the the difference isn't really that much. I feel like that $50 difference was just undercut. Very much a business decision. Um, I don't think it's that much of like a slam dunk. They are pretty much, this is according to their benchmarks, they are pretty much the same. AMD are claiming that it's like, two percent faster than the 3080 and they've got their own version of ray tracing inbuilt and they've got their own version of DLSS um, which they're calling smart smart what? I'll... No they call it
1: super resolution.
0: Yes yeah, super resolution yeah so like it's it, it's pretty similar uh, not much of a difference in that regard the 6800 which is supposed to be supposed to be in the range of what The 3060 should be so or right 30 now 70, because the
1: 3070 30 si- 30 actually,
0: uh, not really because the 3070 kind of trumps the 6800, so they're kind no, of no, 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 even no. the
1: price. No, no, no. This, this is you know, this is the, where the the mixed bag part portion of that review comes in. The 6800 is 80 dollars more expensive uh-huh. than a 3070, okay, but its performance is around that of a 2080 ti okay and the 2080 ti's performance is around that of a 3070. direct comparison to a 3070 it's 80 dollars more expensive for you know better performance at 4k possibly worse performance in ray tracing and suit and ai learning and all that stuff so Well, you know, the 6800 XT, you said it's $50 cheaper than its competitor. The 6900 XT is $200 cheaper than its competitor. Yes. The 6800 itself is $80 more than its competitor, which is like, you know, if you're going to be price competitive, the lower end is probably where you want to be price competitive,
0: not at well, the high. End. Exactly, so exactly. But I think the reason it's more expensive is they put... 16 GB of VRAM in their card as opposed to the 3070, which has 8 GB, I believe.
1: Yeah, and you know, VRAM is more more needed, you know, the higher resolution you go. So, so exactly, yeah. The 6800 would, be, would probably trump the 3070 convincingly at 4K. At but 4K, you, yeah. When you consider, you know, who is buying. 6800 and is going to play at 4k uh, yeah
0: i think someone who has a 4k tv is like an uh, like a super enthusiast gamer, and they'll always get the highest level card so the, the lower level card you're going you need to start targeting 1080p gaming or 1440p gaming
1: So it's you and know, this is where i
0: think uh, uh, amd have kind of lost it here but in yeah. terms of like enthusiast high level gaming they've definitely beaten nvidia but in terms of 1080p gaming um Nah, Nvidia still has the bag on that one Yeah,
1: the, the 3070 is just so well priced $500 for uh, for a mid-range card That's just so good And AMD, I think they kind of dropped the ball there That's, you know, it's personal opinion And then again, on the high end Everyone will, you know The benchmarks which AMD picked up the presentation They said that, okay, yeah we're, good, we're better than the competition And we're cheaper, but... They, they were a bunch of asterisks, if I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> for example... Yes. So they were using... Yeah. No, yeah. No, Rage mode and smart access memory is what they were using. Yes. Rage yeah. mode is like a, an, an overclock an overclock button. But, and it will get you maybe 1% to 2% more performance. But the actual, th- actual thing to look out for is that smart access memory. Which, mm-hmm. if you have a, you know, the upcoming new uh, Ryzen CPU, the two of them, mm-hmm. I'm going to just say it as layman as possible. The two of them take advantage of each other in the best way, so that you get the as good performance as you can possibly get.
0: Yeah, because it's from the same company, so they're lever- leveraging
1: that fact, that factor, I guess. Yeah, that they're the same company, so. The two components work hand in hand, and after that, that's when you'd see that oh, okay, AMD beating Nvidia in the gen- in the benchmarks. So it's like mm-hmm. oh, definitely these benchmarks are kind of doctored. So you know wait for, <laughs> it. and then of course there's yes. the elephant in the room that's ray tracing. None of mm-hmm. there was no indication that these titles they used had ray tracing on. So it's like oh. You know, we don't know how good uh, AMD's ray tracing solution is compared to Nvidia's. Probably, uh, if if you were to just make a random guess, you'd wager that oh, Nvidia's solution is probably better. But you know, as I said, wait for reviews instead of. Uh, we're better off waiting Speaking for it instead of just directly saying oh, we looked at those charts AMD released. AMD's right. AMD's better. Who knows? Maybe the 3080. though it's 50 dollars more expensive will probably trump it might trump the 6800 xt purely because of ray tracing and super sampling and all that
0: true true we have to wait for reviews and all that stuff it's super super necessary with this stuff however i do have faith in the ray tracing um technology because and and uh because this is what basically the equivalent of these cards are what's in the PS5 and Xbox Series X. Yeah. So, uh, and that's kind of why I was very excited to see what AMD were going to show in terms of graphics cards. Because now we know that, you know, it's good. It's pretty on par with, like, the the, the latest stuff. So, uh, I'm holding out hope. <laughs> I'll wait for the reviews, but I'm
1: holding out hope. I think I think it's, it's as good as Nvidia. Uh, you know, I, I respect you being hopeful, but the thing is, So far, what we've seen of ray tracing on PS5 and Series X, uh, you know, it's not the most impressive. Like, it's good. But, okay, I guess, you know, I'm just a bit skeptical because, like, uh, Series X, we haven't seen much ray tracing yet, despite, you know, ray tracing was a big part of the marketing for the Series X. And we haven't really seen uh, many games utilizing ray tracing. Watch Dogs Legion Mm -hmm. is one that's just come out, but, you know, we're going to have to wait for the actual next-gen versions to come out to see the ray tracing. Mm -hmm. Uh, PS5, Mm -hmm. we've seen some ray tracing. It's looking good. It's looking good, like, for Mm -hmm. what you'd expect from early game console ray tracing, but we don't know just how much that's going to translate into actual PC games because most of the games which have shown off ray tracing on PS5 aren't coming to PC <laughs> <laughs> yeah true true hmm.
0: so, no um, I don't know we'll hold out hope um, I personally will hold out hope because I think it's it's uh, I think it's going to work I think it's going to work very well uh, but we'll see we'll see the good news is that at least competition is there and it'll make it will make every time there's competition it, it's better for us
1: the yeah that's true so, thing is it's not a wash for NVIDIA anymore like you actually look at them and you're like hey these are kind of competitive compared to before where it was just like Nvidia is just so far ahead it's not like that now yeah. which is
0: a except in the processor in the processor game where the lowest of the new 5000 series is better than the i9 which oh, yeah. for gaming okay, yeah. it's, they well, need to
1: they need we'll, to step up on that intel we'll, we'll see what <laughs> intel do i think i think this time they might actually be pushed for the first time, I like yeah. I, they're going to have to care this time.
0: <laughs> they have to, yeah. I mean, i9 is very good for other stuff. That's like single thread. Like it's good for like AutoCAD and stuff. But in terms of gaming and uh, this generation of gaming, which is now finally utilizing more than one thread, thank God. Um, yeah, it, the, the 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 lowest version of the new Ryzen trumps the best thing of Intel. So yeah.
1: yeah. Okay, so yeah, that, it, it's nice to see this competition from AMD. Um, yeah, they talked about their graphics card, they talked about how they're integrating with the consoles and all that. Oh, you know, direct X ray tracing, all that stuff. And um, yeah, that, that, that was pretty much the big thing from the AMD review, as well as the, mm-hmm. the fallout from that, you know, comparisons. The day before the AMD reveal, of course, Nvidia released their RTX 3070, mm-hmm. which is their um, you know the the five hundred dollar card. Everyone was, of course, impressed with its performance. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, stock issues were a big thing. And, I'm not it sold out in three minutes. Very early, yes, sold out quite fast. That's you know that's that's kind of worrying. <laughs> Well, we
0: are in a, the middle of a pandemic and, you know... Um,
1: People are looking for entertainment.
0: Yeah, and there's mad thirst for new hardware. So,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, RTX 3070 launched went sold out in a few minutes. AMD, the hope is that in terms of stock, they'll be better. So if, you know, if they can keep their units <laughs> stocked and maybe they'll get some cus, You know, properly stocked. Maybe they'll get some of those stray customers who are maybe wanting to upgrade to RTX and now they can't because they mm-hmm. just can't produce enough cards. Who knows? We'll mm-hmm. see more people switching to AMD because of
0: that. Yeah, no, and on most of the PC gaming forums, a lot of people were finally doing the whole, don't buy yet, wait, wait for AMD. Let's see what they say. And if you are a 4K type gamer, you're probably going to get the 6900 XT. If you're a 1080p gamer, I still think going for Nvidia is better so we'll, we'll see what people pick yeah.
1: yeah I think that was the main story on the PC space regarding yep. PC gaming of course there's a story that the next story kind of covers both PC and console gaming That was the big delay for Cyberpunk 2077 uh, the game was scheduled to launch on the 19th of November that was next month uh, was
0: it it august,
1: yeah. uh, was, wasn't it scheduled to launch in august though yeah wasn't it scheduled to launch in august the original <laughs> launch date was april uh, it was scheduled first for april then september then november and now they have asked for 21 more days to release on the 10th of december the main reasoning they are citing is that the ga- the, co- the game runs well or uh, if you play it via backwards compatibility on next-gen consoles and it also runs well if you play it on, you know, decent PC hardware. But on base consoles, you know, the 2013 Xbox One and PS4, the game is not running as as rec- as it needs to. <laughs> so digit. it. So make it a next-gen con- a next-gen game. They can't. It's un- that's 150 million customers. <laughs> uh, they they become, because... become the killer app. Become the killer app for next gen. It's too risky. You know, sharehold- by shareholding, you know, you know, market value is fake, usually. CD yeah. Project Red's market value is higher than Ubisoft's. Ubisoft. It's a more, <laughs> that, that makes no logical sense, but, you know, market value is fake. So, got a higher market value than Ubisoft. If they were to cancel the current-gen version and lose 100 million PS4 users and 50 million Xbox users, God knows what's going to happen to that market value. It's a mess, definitely. Like every time you look at a story regarding it, you see you see the Night City Y episodes like, man, this game looks so cool, but like they're not showing any of the console footage. They're just showing the game on mm-hmm. PC. And that is never a good sign.
0: No, it's not.
1: <laughs> the Witcher 3 on consoles, it wasn't, you know. When it first launched, it wasn't great. So they've had to patch it over the years, make it better. But like, they have cyberpunk. Man, it is probably going to be really, really rough. Even after these twenty-one days, I, I just can't, in good faith, recommend you play cyberpunk on a current-gen console. <laughs> yeah, you should
0: probably play it on the next-gen console on on PC.
1: Yeah, that's that's the only thing I can say because you probably play something that is stuttering. The settings are probably going to be like super low. And, you know, uh, CG Projects have nobody but themselves to blame for this sort of thing. Their ambition, they've let, they let their ambition take over.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I recall the reports from the first time it was shown at E3. I know that in that closed door, I know the journalists were like, that did not look like it was running on a PS4. <laughs> Do you remember that first... Uh
1: was, was
0: 3
1: yeah it was an e3 yeah mm-hmm. i just can't recommend you play it on console one uh we don't know if the quality of the game itself will be compromised <laughs> by all the development turmoil coming along with that news there was more stuff about you know practices in the company for example uh developers in the company didn't actually know the game was going to be delayed until they heard it like the rest of us on, on social media yeah oh, wow mm-hmm. so like oh the developers don't know the game is going to be delayed the yellow screen the dreaded yellow screen <laughs> picture goes up on twitter and an internal <laughs> email goes up at the same time to the cg project red employees like no you're going to have to work a bit longer we're delaying the game and it's like ah oh, man every time cg project red just say or do something it just Makes you know you just feel a bit gross inside that man. This company (laughs) is run terribly. They're just such a complete and utter mess. Scary. Maybe they grew. Maybe they grew too fast. Yeah, obviously, you know, it's it's typical of a, of a you know startup in quotes. (laughs) No, they're not really a startup, Mm. but you know of a of a fast-growing, ambitious company, who doesn't have anybody to just say, hey, you know what? Maybe don't put in that feature maybe kind of calm your ambition down a little bit. Yeah. They've, 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 it feels like, man, they've just gone out of control. They can't hold themselves back. They keep adding new stuff and it's affecting the game itself and it's, it's just, it's not nice to see. As they say, you, you, you hate to see it and you get, you get <laughs> and you kind of worry, how is the game itself going to turn out at this rate? think they're just scared at this point to like release a product that
0: people will believe is inferior after everything they've said about the One dlc and all that stuff They're like we don't want to release a game and then have to do it yeah cd
1: project the masters at tr that's for sure so they really i'm sure it'll be fine and i'm sure it's gonna sell super well i'm sure companies which were releasing in november are rejoicing that oh we'll we'll (laughs) be we'll be fine now you know we don't have to release in the same month as cyberpunk (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> and you know not many companies release in december cyberpunk is too big to fail uh, i think we need to lay mm-hmm. that down
0: first of all and it is gonna get that next gen boost it's gonna get that christmas boost i think it's fine
1: yeah it's too big to fail they've obviously got influencers in their back pocket so reviews will be glowing <laughs> So, you I know. don't
0: think that's the case
1: Nah, I... man, come on man you, You've got to call it as I, I'm going to call it as I see it I can't take Reporting for most people on anything Regarding CD Projekt Red objective I, I can't <laughs> CD Projekt Red has worked So hard to paint Themselves as the good guys of the industry That I, I'll Give them credit for how they've done it You know, They, mm-hmm.
0: they, they did it the right way They did it the right way I'll
1: say yep. that much. Mm-hmm. They have worked so hard to get people on their side. Yeah, and now, whenever anybody reports on CD Projekt Red, I can't take them seriously unless I bet them properly. Because anyone who says something bad about CD
0: Projekt Red is is becomes a hater.
1: Yeah, becomes a so. hater or is accused of having an agenda. So it's like, man, you guys, they you, they they've managed to just create this. Incredible image of themselves, and it's it's commendable in a bad way. Like wow, I can't <laughs> believe you did this. You managed to you know make yourselves the heroes of the internet by being good to consumers, and that allows you to kind of get away with anything you want. It's scary <laughs> that a company is able to do that, but you know it is what it is. True, but, true.
0: Yeah, I think the, I think the reviews will be. I think the game will be good. I think the reviews will be fairly good i think a lot of people will be shocked by what that game is i'm i know you think it's a gta clone i'm certain that it's just an immersive sim it's just that's a the thing show. this is what
1: i'm saying it feels like that they tried to sell to the audience who like immersive sims and then you're going to be disappointed <laughs> i do it's the other way around you guys who were expecting an immersive sim are the ones who are probably going to be disappointed <laughs> God, I hope not. God. <laughs> you just Because even the marketing, I look at the marketing for the game and it's like, they're selling to the GTA crowd. It just, that's what it looks like. <laughs> it doesn't look to me that they're, you know, selling an immersive sim, uh, uh, you know, dystopian, cyberpunk, whatever. It doesn't, you know, that's just looking at the marketing. I hope that they are being deceptive with the marketing and, you know, the game is kind of more than that. I actually cancelled my pre-order for the game over all the stuff that's going on. I just said that, you know what, I'm going to wait it out a bit. See, wait for some patches, wait for the next gen version to actually drop and then take it from there. It will be interesting to, like, you know, I can't trust many of the reviewers on the same thing. I just can't, like, I don't like to think of conspiracy theories for reviews. I normally don't, but with Cyberpunk, there's just, there's this bad feeling I'm getting when you see just how many influencers and journalists they seem to have on their side.
0: <laughs> no, I know we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I'm trying to be optimistic and, and, and all that. So and, and most of the outlets that I follow, I'm I'm fairly snobbish and traditionalist when it comes to the outlets that I, I trust, you know, like the gaming forma, the game sports IGN. You know,
1: those guys are pretty,
0: pretty, you know, And Speaking of Game Informer, operate. Game
1: Informer have, doing, have been doing some serious damage control for CDPR. And they've been doing the, you know, the accusing of others having an agenda. They've been doing all the bad things <laughs> I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I feel like we
0: can trust them. Like, don't worry about it. We can we can trust them. Yeah. It'll
1: be fine. It's a game I was excited for and like, it just feels kind of gross. Cancelled my pre-order. You said I'll wow. wait it out a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll wait it out a bit. Wait for next-gen patches and whatever. Uh, there's just this bad feeling I'm getting. Out. I just said, okay, you know what? Next month, maybe I'll spend my money on some on on some safer bets. <laughs> <laughs> nah, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll, mm-hmm.
0: we'll see though. Well, i'm mad about the delay I, I i i'm never mad at delays you know it just sucks for the developers knowing that they're in crunch and that the crunch has been extended yes that super sucks but as a consumer when i see a delay i'm like cool i can just like, save more i guess
1: yeah i guess mm. another interesting bit coming from the delays that you know it won't manage to make uh, what's his name, Jeff Keeley's Game Awards.
0: <laughs> no, it won't, and I don't think it will manage to make a lot of publications.
1: Game. Now, most of them, I think they they give out around Christmas. It's just that Jeff Keeleys are usually kind of early. He's having his on okay. December tenth itself.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, you know, so here's a question: You think it will win next year?
0: Ah, uh, no. Um, because... Uh, let's see. Yeah. I, you know... sequel to Breath of the Wild like coming
1: a, out. <laughs> this is going to sound like a long
0: shot. Right? But... And I know I'm very susceptible to this company's marketing. But man... If they do it right... Far Cry 6... Could be a game changer. Far Cry 6? Yes. Oh my... But,
1: okay. I'm, I'm listening. Or...
0: Or... It, it could not be a game changer. Or oh, it could be the best one of those... I hope they super lean into the acting. Giancarlo Esposito is amazing. If they super lean into him and his character, they will be fine. I hope they do that.
1: An unexpected pick, fine. (laughs) But yeah, okay, sure. Far Cry 6, but you know, I was thinking more along the lines of, sequel to Breath of the Wild is coming out next year. Sequel to... God of War is not coming out next year. The sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn is coming out next year. You know, maybe Halo I just Infinite, can't see. but I just yeah, can't see
0: Horizon being a game of the year type game, I can't. I love Horizon. I love Horizon. Ashley Bridge is my wife,
1: but I just can't see that game. No, uh, game I'm not saying it. We, I'm just saying, like in terms of competition for what competition. Cyberpunk oh, will have to okay. face at that awards yeah. show next year. And then it will also be out of mindshare by that time, probably. Mm. So it it might be a bit weird for it to win at at that particular award show next year. It might not if they sprinkle out the multiplayer,
0: say around August, September. You know, because everyone will be playing the game, and then they're like, "Here's the multiplayer," and everyone's playing it again.
1: Yeah, but I don't think they'll be able to ship the multiplayer. Looking at you know the how long it's taken to ship the single.
0: You've got no faith in this team anymore, Robin.
1: <laughs> no. No. I have no faith. None whatsoever.
0: The funny thing is I know that they've started working on their next game. I know this for a fact.
1: They probably have, huh?
0: I don't I, think it's Witcher. I'm, I'm, I don't think it's Witcher.
1: I think it is. I think it's a series you game, it, personally.
0: Oh, uh, do you, you think so? You think they're actually leaning to the series Witcher Adventures?
1: Yeah, I do. I think they they're going for that. Because think about it, if they don't cash in on Siri being popular now, that means a Siri game is going to potentially come out in 2030. Yeah, they have to cash in now. <laughs> no, Hopefully get it out by 2025 or something. And it has to match with the mainstream appeal
0: that The Witcher show is going to have. Yeah, correct. Also true. Also true. No, I think that franchise is fine. It's I never expected Witcher to be this super mainstream multimedia thing. It's so niche and weird, but I guess if it's good, you know, it works. (laughs) It's
1: it's nice to see, but you know, again, it's not nice to see how other things are going, but yeah. (laughs) Speaking of delays, there was another delay, another video game delay, another two video game delays actually. Mm -hmm. Mm. First of all, you know, you mentioned Far Cry 6, was delayed from its initial release date in March or was it in February to now be releasing after April next year. We haven't got a specific date, which is you know it's getting
0: what, that game of the air Polish baby. That's that, game it's of that the air and it's polish. more
1: like the standard everything, which you think might come out next year might you know be delayed by a couple of months or so. We also had Destruction All Stars, which was a PS5 launch title, it has months. also been delayed. Yeah to February. Is it still $70? Yeah, but now it's going to appear on PlayStation Plus from the start.
0: Which is the correct price for that game. So yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel you're being harsh all to Lucid Games. All due respect to that game,
0: but if you're making a multiplayer game, I don't care how big, I don't care if you are Valve, I don't care if you are Blizzard, I don't care if you are freaking Naughty Dog. If you're making a multiplayer game, in 2020, it has to be free-to-play. That's the only way you're gonna compete with Fortnite and you know, and everyone else. It's the
1: only way. I don't know, Four Guys wasn't free. It cost 20 bucks. But Four Guys was good. <laughs> yeah. As I said, $70 was just so much of an asking price. I think it would have been much more acceptable at, you know, 60 to 40. But PS Plus is like literally the best thing they could have done for it. Plus, you know, they're not releasing in November and November is always stacked, so it's like, oh, February, they come out, you know, it's lighter, a few more PS5s out in the world and, you know, it's just, it's it's a good decision for the game in general. I think that's a delay which people aren't upset about, unlike the Cyberpunk. And I think that was it, mostly in terms of delays. We're probably going to be seeing more as time goes on, but... Mm, that should be it for the delays. In other news, we also had unboxing embargoes for both Xbox and PlayStation. Lyft. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. Do you watch unboxing videos? No, I do not.
0: Not at all. <laughs> I saw this one though, because you know, because everyone was talking about it, and then I was like, this is exactly why I don't watch unboxing videos.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, unboxing videos have kind of gotten big in recent times. It's a way to say, oh, look. We've given the media the thing and they can get some coverage and views, but they can't actually talk about the thing properly yet. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so no, I, like, I find that kind of news very frustrating. It's like. Because it does like nothing way, for you. It, yeah, it's like when reviewers announce or show a screenshot of their game, like, look, I have Last of Us Part 2. I'm like, cool, and.
1: Like, they can't say anything because of embargoes.
0: So yeah. I, say, I, learned, I learned that the PS5 packaging is really light and flimsy
1: so i guess that's a thing what do you mean flimsy oh the outer sleeve oh right 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 the hope is that it doesn't get damaged in shipping i I mean i don't think it will i hope not Jeez. yeah (laughs) the console itself seems like it's packed enough like put plastic and some cardboard even around it's two it's like three boxes inside of one box it's like okay fine it's a massive box Well, the big impression we're getting from the unboxing, everyone is saying the same thing. It is massive and it is heavy. Yes. (laughs) It's so big. It's quite large. It's Mm -hmm. quite large. And I'm definitely going to have it vertical because vertical is eating up less of a footprint. Having it horizontal, you're just going to eat up so much space. I think it looks cooler vertical, the PlayStation. (laughs) It was meant to be vertical, just like the Xbox was meant to be vertical. These consoles are you're putting them horizontal you're doing it wrong. in addition to you know the unboxing you know we said ps5 and xbox unboxing but like uh, you know the xbox preview and review units have been out for a while and there hasn't been much for people to test on the xbox apart from back compact the most ex- this is one of the more exciting things I've seen about next gen compared to a bunch of other stuff and that's quite interesting because it shows off the controller and they're all saying the same thing that I can't show you this in a video but if you're to hold this yourself this feels amazing
0: (laughs) yeah it sounds like the feedback is is really good sounds like it's better than the much loaded HD rumble of the switch uh, which is is very cool like the the tension Dynamic, the dynamic tension on the triggers is a really cool system. The feedback uh, on the actual grips, I think, is really cool. I like that the touchpad is more clicky, <laughs> a yeah, buttony. I guess that's that's very very good. It's heavier the co- the controller, which I I prefer. I like a little bit of weight on my controller. Um, yeah, like it looks like. The gyroscope might have gotten a bit of an upgrade.
1: slight uh, one, they yeah. Never,
0: they never use the gyroscope in other games, but I like the gyroscope. I think it's cool. I hope other games use it or family games use it for motion-type games. Yeah, it, it's it's very impressive. I saw videos. I saw Astrobot. I could kind of feel, you know, you can, you can watch and like, okay, I know what you mean when you say it's like springy or whatever. I can kind of tell what you mean.
1: That's very good. That's very good. I'm, I'm, you know, And seeing those impressions definitely has me excited. It's probably the first game I'm going to play because I've got awful internet so while I'm waiting for my actual big games to download, I'm just going to load that up. People are saying like, oh, you walk through sand and the vibration you get out of the controller is different than when you walk through ice or when you walk through water. You know, that's nice. I actually really like HD Rambo apart from how loud it is. So hearing that this is like Super HD Rambo is exciting for me. And then the triggers, people are saying the triggers fight back. And the first time the trigger fights back against you is
0: apparently amazing. (laughs) And I can only imagine, I'm sure, like, because you're not used to that. So you're like, what the hell, you know? (laughs) The closest I can say to that is, um, I remember playing, there's some shooters that have kind of like, they
1: vibrate on the trigger. It's it's a cool effect. Yeah. Now, this is like, it's more than just vibrating on the trigger. This is like, you've got two, it's like you've got an extra input in addition to like, you've got half, maybe you say you've got half press, you do one thing, then full press, you do the other thing. So you've got to fight the trigger a bit to get your full press. And then after your full press, like, boom, okay, now I've got the second
0: I hope it does stuff like with um, LR, right? Like, let's say if you've got a sniper a rifle, you, you click L halfway and it's kind of like, it's super tough. And then you fully click it again. And then it like goes in, like say, four times, eight times scope. And then you let it go. It's no more scope. I hope stuff like that is
1: implemented. That, my, my prayer is that, at, le- at the very least, first-party developers actually adopt and use the controller's features. You know, you can't force third parties because then you're to be like, oh, but then the Xbox and PC versions are gimped. T- you know, at least first-party devs. My prayer is that they take advantage of the controller to its fullest and really like show off like, okay, wow. This- you, know what's,
0: you, know, you know what Sony should do? Sony should do what Microsoft did and just make the GeoSense 5, like,
1: plug-and-play on PC. And that won't, But that won't drive adoption of the features. <laughs> I think it will. I think if other deals say, oh, just get the DualShock
0: 5 and the DualShock 5 features are in your third-party PC game. Other people, PC gamers have money and they're willing to spend. And if their third-party games have that
1: feature, trust me, they will buy the DualShock 5. They will. I hope so. Well, I'd hope that, you know, that would maybe make Sony, make the DualSense compatible immediately they just plug and play on pc if it would mean higher adoption and eventually microsoft having to implement similar features in their controller i'd hope that that would happen if it, if it does turn out to be game changing phil is just gonna give out a free xbox one controller with game pass at that point <laughs> yeah the thing is you know this industry is you know this competition is important for the industry and if somebody moves something, moves the technology forward, others follow. So, here's hoping. <laughs> yeah, we got those impressions of the DualSense. We know the embargo for Spider-Man will be on the 6th of November. Is that next week or the week after? It should be next week, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh God, that game's coming out, huh? Damn. hmm The consoles are coming out in two weeks, man. Man, man,
0: man. It's
1: close, it's close. Very close. So close. Uh, accessories are actually being shipped early for PS5. Eh? Yeah, they should be getting shipped, shouldn't they? Should games also start getting shipped? Yeah, the... No, accessories are being shipped by PlayStation directly. Some of them. Then uh, games and accessories from other companies like Amazon, those will come on release day. Ah, lame. Someone who breaks street day, don't worry about it. Obviously, but it's like we're we're really close now. You know, there's people out there, ordinary people out there who have got their their next gen accessories already. That's cool. So you know, it's like, man, it's real. We're, we're nearly there. And other next gen news, we you know, something exciting for me. We got some news about demon souls. We got a new trailer. And in the trailer, you know, we just like we 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 got like A better look at the new area, saw the new art styles. It's just, you know, more gameplay footage. But the actual interesting thing was an interview with uh, one of the masterminds behind the remake, Gavin Moore, Mm -hmm. where he talked about balancing changes, what they felt they needed to change, what they felt they were able to change, you know. There's a difference between a remake and a remaster. A remaster is just graphics. A remake means you're usually changing more. And Demon Souls remake is interesting because it's not as extensive a remake as something like Final Fantasy VII or the Resident Evil games, but it's not just a remaster there are changes in there. It's a bit you know it's a bit uh, more withdrawn from what you'd expect from a from a massive remake. Of course the, they've completely changed the graphics art style and music and stuff but in terms of like AI and balancing they said, We're keeping that the same. We can't change the AI. We can't add any new areas. Even though there was cut content, we don't feel we have the right to do that. Just because we've got the blessing of From Software doesn't mean that we can start adding that sort of stuff. Yeah, I get the feeling that Miyazaki is not very precious with his games. Well, you know, I'm sure you've heard the thing that uh, game devs Whenever they release a new game, they actually hate their old game.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's most creatives, almost everything. I mean, I don't hate my old buildings, but I look at it and just, all I see are mistakes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, this
0: building is always my best work.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I think that applies as well. You know, they don't, they gave their blessing and probably don't care if you change stuff, but fans do care you change things and if blue point and those guys change stuff it'd be like oh you're ruining the legacy of our game you know how <laughs> people are so it's like okay yeah they, they said no we don't have the right we won't change that and we're also going to include filters if you don't like the way our game looks we've included some filters so that the game looks like the old ps3 game you know they're putting the classic ps3 piss filter everything looked brown <laughs> But yeah, so it looks like mud <laughs> yeah so it looks like mud so people can say oh it's authentic even though it looks terrible but yeah they are including that filter for those people good luck to them I was good hoping they them. would change stuff to make the game good you know but hey mm-hmm, yeah to make the game good sure sure they actually you know they actually asked him are you going to put difficulty settings he said no
0: he
1: said no and there shouldn't be any <laughs> no, that's fair enough. Mm-hmm. Think think also, the the, the, the big change.
0: Shows fans.
1: Yeah, you know, there's always outrage whenever you talk about difficulty settings and stuff. So it's a touchy issue. <laughs> All XCOM games
0: should be hardcore Iron Man mode. That's the hill that out will die on. Let's go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> see? You see? It's, 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 it's okay, it's not the same thing because there's not, n- really not n- the in New there's nowhere near enough XCOM players for, for there to be an outrage if they did those sorts of things.
0: Yeah, no, there's not. Actually, the XCOM director came out and said um, it's like 2% of the users who play on Iron Man mode and like 80% play on Easy,
1: which is fine. That's okay. It's okay, you know. You
0: don't, you don't see someone like me going, oh, you're playing it wrong. Nah, no, man. The thing is, look, fine.
1: if your developer doesn't want to put difficulty settings, it's okay. It's fine. If they want to put them, it's also okay. Not every game is for everyone, and I respect that. I'm not going to go to XCOM players and say to the XCOM devs and say make the default setting the easiest one, and then include multiple hard ones. It's okay. Not I'm, not everything is for everyone, and I feel and I wish you know. A lot of the people who are constantly arguing about difficulty in Souls games could accept that, that hey, you know what, maybe it's just not for you. Go play something else. That's, not that, that's fine. Like, I always use this as an example. If Demon's Souls in 2009 had multiple difficulty settings, do you think Souls Likes as a genre, genre would have blown up? No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Part of its legacy was made off of it you know, being hard. It's part. It's part of the legacy. It's ingrained in there. You can't just change that. So that was another interesting thing. We got some info on Demon Souls. Demon Souls Destruction All Stars. Sony just they really talked a lot this week on their blog about stuff, you know, stuff, accessories, them. It's like, oh, okay. Now everyone is just going into overdrive, getting ready for the next gen launch. Yeah, we talked about. Hey, we're close. That's cool uh everyone is hyped for next gen but what about nintendo what are nintendo doing and they did actually do something that's the best part about last about this week it's just been so much even nintendo talked
0: they had a direct right
1: yeah a direct yes. partner showcase where they they all the
0: normal heroes stuff came
1: for? yeah in the direct partner showcase you know it's basically just showing off stuff from third parties you know their partners we had news on No More Heroes 3 No More Heroes 1 and 2 came out day and date of the Direct but for me the thing I was most interested in was the announcement of two particular games coming to Switch Control and Hitman 3 but they're not coming out as you'd expect they're coming out as Cloud Editions okay makes sense because you know Control and Hitman 3 definitely can't run on Switch. It's too demanding for the hardware. No. Hitman 3 come out in January. In Control is already out. And it's super demanding. It's like super the benchmark funny. for testing Next-gen on game. PCs. Yeah, it's an general game. So like, oh, how would you get them on Switch with what they're calling cloud editions? So like, you just play the game straight off the cloud. You don't actually play it on local hardware. And because of that, you know... People who are playing Control are getting a, you know, even though it's being streamed, they're getting better graphical settings than PS4 and Xbox One. But of course, you know, the caveat is, you know, you have to have good enough internet to actually stream the game. I'm curious how many people would actually play that game
0: on the Switch, you know? And if the numbers are high enough, is that enough for Nintendo's R&D to go, you know what, let's put a freaking RX 6800 in our next console.
1: It's, it's really interesting because I think this is how the, a scary thing for a traditionalist like me is that the industry is going to go streaming only soon and Nintendo are are one of the holdouts to, you know, they're traditional as hell. They do whatever they want, but if they get into cloud gaming, if this starts as an introduction of Nintendo fan base and whatever into cloud gaming, it's, you know, maybe this is, this is the start of something big. Or a shift in the industry.
0: You know, Matt Piscatella, you know Matt Piscatella? Yes,
1: he's an NPD analyst.
0: Yes, he says that games are going to be traditional forever. Like that's going to be like 70, 80% of the market will always be a person gets a disc and puts it in their console forever. Maybe 60%, maybe 50%, but he says that's going to be the case forever. Uh, VR and streaming and other stuff, everything is going to come along, handheld, whatever. But he just can't see the model changing. And I think I believe it because if I like VR. I've tried it before. It's really amazing. Every time you try it, you're like, I don't know why other games aren't this way. But then you think back and you're like, how would Last of Us 2 play like this? It can't really work, you know? So. I'm with him. I believe that the traditional format of games will remain the same way for a very long time. Very, very long
1: time. I I hope the industry doesn't go streaming only. As I've said, it scares me a lot. And I hope this doesn't make Nintendo possibly go like, oh, we can GIMP on hardware and, you know, these cloud editions will cover cover up for us. I hope it doesn't Uh make them go that direction. See how it goes. But yeah, the, the direct was interesting. They showed off more of their big November game, Hyrule Warriors. They released a demo, which apparently has an absolutely awful frame rate, but mm-hmm. it has got fun gameplay. You know, that's cool. They also <laughs> got the Final Fantasy 16 website. I think that's the last big piece of news. Final Fantasy 16 website went up. We were promised it earlier the day that it's going to come out in October, and we're going to get details in the game. And I am loving everything I have read from that website. Everything.
0: What? I haven't read it. Um, what, what's on there?
1: So first of all, yes, there's the name of the main character. As you alluded to, it is a normal name. His name is Clive. Clive Rosfield. No, the Rosfield's not normal. Yes, his name is Clive. <laughs> Clive. Nice. <laughs> Compared to some names, you know, like Cloud and Noctis and Squall and Tidus, it's normal. And Lightning. But her and name is Van Claire. And Zidane. Her name is Claire, first of all. And we have had regular Final Fantasy characters. For example, we had Cecil. Cecil was like,
0: like, did you ever have a Cecil in your class? No, you didn't. That's not a real. Tara's thing. original
1: name is Tina. But
0: she's Terra. I always call her Terra because it's cool, okay? She's Tina. I'm not Tina. Gonna be going to be going around in cos- cosplay and then someone's like, oh, who are you cosplaying? I'm like, Clive. Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> As, if you look at him it looks like when he's an adult he looks like a Castlevania character and the name mm-hmm. Clive Rosfield that could definitely be a Castlevania name <laughs> I mean Castlevania has got like Simons <laughs> so it's like okay yeah. yeah yeah he's got a regular name his name's Clive they showed off his brother uh, we've got some details on the lore of the game there's going to be a time skip for sure from what we can tell like oh Clive is uh Dedicated to protect his brother who is royalty, his brother probably gets killed, his bro- definitely gets killed or something and then 10 years later he's out for revenge. That's like the character basics which we which we're able to deduce. But that's not what's got me excited. Mm-hmm. For me, what's got me excited is the world stuff. So you see... Is it Eorza or whatever? No, Eorza, that's 14 world, it's not Ivalice either. But oh,
0: evil is okay. No, so I controversial take as an FF fan here. I don't like evilis.
1: Yeah, I don't it's like it. Either. Very. I don't like
0: okay, it. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I am actually more hyped now because I, I got a lot of evilist vibes from that first trailer that I saw the Sony review. The thing is, my God, this is FF twelve <laughs> again. And then, so now that you've said that, God, I'm fully
1: in because this is a new world. Then, mm-hmm. you see my opinion on is You know, just to sidetrack a bit, is that. I kind of like the vibes around evilis but i just hate the word in general because if a game is set in evilis it means it's going to have a certain somebody as their composer and i don't like that guy's music and that usually it just ruins it for me entirely <laughs> so that's definitely a me thing but yeah uh, it's not Evalis, it's Valistia. the law behind the word is that crystals you know it's not an ff game without crystals crystals are not small objects In this world, crystals are m- Towering giant mountain. So it's like you oh you build your kingdom around a crystal in this in Ballistia. They've shown off, you know, six nations, each with like their own their own culture. Some are religious, some are kingdoms, some are dukedoms, others are they worship the crystals. They worship the sabons and the icons. You've got six nations. Uh, your main character's yeah. nation is in it's a dukedom, a, du- a duchy, uh, yeah. who shares their crystal with islanders on the other side of the coast, who are religious zealots who don't condone dominance. Dominance are uh, what you call the people turn into icons so like you turn in this game it's people who turn into the traditional FF of your main characters dukedom their king is always a dominant but they share their crystal with a kingdom of islanders who do who religiously kill all dominants so it's like okay we've got that dynamic there then on the other side you've got a northern kingdom who have an, a holy emperor but there the dominance does not, is not the empire, instead the dominant is their champion, you know, their soldier. So it's like, oh, that's just an example of how they're really setting up the kingdoms for a kind of just a lot of variety. Mm-hmm. So that's like reading all that stuff and then saying that, oh, also, there's also a piece of land which all of the nations have agreed to not touch having a council to look after it and all that, there's like okay this is ripe to be some sort of political drama of some sort. I mean I got that from the
0: first trailer um, when I saw it I'm like this seems like it's really heavy on,
1: on like
0: the, the, the world drama so yeah that's 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 my
1: stuff so I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah that, that was nice to see like personally for me that was like the last major piece of news which we got this week seeing that oh the Final Fantasy 16 website is out and characters whatever world yes I'm in for that I'm very much interested in an FF which has got a high level of world building again and hopefully you know like takes fully advantage of that world building you know like FF 13 and FF 15 have got plenty of lore but the delivery of that law is where, you know, it's a bit iffy. What you're telling me, you didn't understand that the pulseless C. I understood everything about FF-13, <laughs> but the fact <laughs> that I had to read it all in the data. <laughs> oh my God, that story. Oh. I, I, I actually really like FF-13. I like it a lot. I also really like it. You I just, you know, I just wish it was delivered to me better. Hopefully... A lot, you know, the fact that a lot of this FF15 law has been just put out on the table, uh, 16, sorry, put out on the table, I guess means that, hey, they're going to touch on it to with a level of care, like, you know, Ivalice, they do they they always touch on their law to that extent. I'm thinking that go, the same is going to happen here.
0: I think that game's coming out next year, November. I trust the director so much. I think that game's coming out next year, December. Uh, and being FF fans, you know that's a big call. You know that's like wow, that's like a bombshell take. I actually do believe that game's coming up next year, in November.
1: I think either late next year or early twenty-two. Either, either of those two, because of you know COVID delay. But yeah, either of those two. And I think you know that that's pretty much it for this week. Quite a lot on its own that's happened. <laughs> Very
0: much. A lot of a lot of different news. Um, I guess um in terms of big releases, Watchdog's Legion came out, a game that I had huge hopes for. And uh turns out its biggest um uh what, triumph is its gameplay. Uh which uh Clint Hawking who's the director of like Far Cry Two and oof, I forget the other Ubisoft yeah. game he directed, but yeah. Um, that's like his thing. He's a gameplay guy. Story-wise, it's all over the place. It's a mess. It's, it's dealing with a lot of cyberpunk, um, neo-fascist, uh, capitalist themes, but in a very clumsy Ubisoft kind of way, you know? Like, so it, it feels very
1: disjointed in, in its... In its uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was interesting reading their views. For me you know i know you're saying the story was clumsy but for me what the review which stu- stood out to me was from uh, the mirror you know actual british people and they said yeah i'm british and this game doesn't feel british
0: <laughs> yeah i feel like and that that was
1: the quote cool, that was culture, the review which, yeah. which, which, which stood out to me like oh hasn't captured the british culture oh. okay that might be a bit iffy but you know I'd like to, you know, I'm not the biggest watchdogs person, so we'll we'll see as time goes on.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm a fan. I really like Marcus, you know. I like the vibe. I think they captured San Francisco because San Francisco is a character on its own, you know. Uh, And if they failed to capture London, and London is such a vibrant, it's a character, like even real-life London.
1: London is not vibrant, but yes, it is a character.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's that's the idea. It's a character, and if they failed to,
1: to... to do that then that's uh, that's a shame it would be a shame But yeah we'll see how reception is when players get their hands on it yeah I feel like that was the biggest
0: game release that I saw this past week yeah it uh, was I, I don't know what's coming out next week are all the games waiting for next
1: gen uh, I believe Dirt you know stuff like Dirt 5 is coming out this week uh, next week I mean it's like it's the calm before the storm and on that note uh, we are done for today there's anything you want us to talk about or any questions you have drop them in the comments wherever you see this whether on facebook or you drop it in the twitter replies anything in particular you might want us to talk about let us know your thoughts on our thoughts on this week let us know as well. So until if you
0: have any trash fire takes, uh, you could uh, drop them, and we could have you on <laughs> to yeah. defend your take. <laughs>
1: if you've got a terrible take you'd like to defend, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm a very, I I listen very well, but I will, you know, I I, I will defend my bad takes as well. <laughs> like Bioshock Infinite, suck
0: Oh my God, Game of the Generation. Okay. Anyway, uh, that would
1: yeah. be it for this week. <laughs> Yeah, until next week, guys. guys. Thanks for listening.